A possible meeting between Russian and North Korean leaders looks to be on track. And 22 years later, Americans across the country remember the victims of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The Morning Rundown starts now. This is Straight Arrow News, bringing you unbiased, straight facts. Today is Monday, September 11th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is reportedly on a train this morning, heading to Russia to meet with President Vladimir Putin. According to South Korean media, the two world leaders could meet as early as Tuesday upon Kim Jong-un's arrival. U.S. officials released intelligence last week of a potential meeting between the two. Both countries share similar conflicts with the United States, with the war in Ukraine further creating a clear divide, as North Korea has already helped supply Russia with possibly tens of millions of artillery shells. U.S. officials say more military aid for Moscow and trade could be a top talking point. The North has defended Russia, blaming the U.S. for escalating the war, and Russia has supported the North's efforts to boost its missile launch programs. China is the third prong in the alliance, which expressed further tension with the U.S. over the weekend. After attending the G20 summit over the weekend in India, President Biden made a stop in Vietnam, a move opposed by neighboring China. China is accusing the U.S. of a Cold War mentality by looking to build partnerships with other communist nations in the region, referring to Biden's meeting with Vietnamese leadership to strengthen a one-strained relationship there. Both Vietnam and India share a border with China, but Biden reassured Beijing the U.S. is not looking to contain China, saying, quote, we're all better off if China does well. While China's president chose to skip the G20 summit, Biden said he spoke with the Chinese premier while in New Delhi, the highest level meeting between the two countries in nearly 10 months. Morocco is currently in three days of national mourning after the strongest earthquake to hit the North African country in more than a century struck on Friday. More than 2,100 people are confirmed dead and the death toll is expected to continue climbing as officials relentlessly search for survivors. More than 2,000 others have been reported injured from the 6.8 magnitude that brought down buildings, homes, rock, and triggered landslides. Many of those displaced are now sleeping outside in the cold. Some tents have been set up by the Moroccan government, but survivors say they need bread, water, and first aid. President Joe Biden says the U.S. will help with humanitarian efforts in the wake of the deadly tragedy. This morning, the United States is marking the 22nd anniversary of the deadliest terrorist attack in the country's history. President Biden, returning from his trip to India and Vietnam, will stop in Anchorage, Alaska to participate in a ceremony at a military base. This will be the first time a president commemorates September 11th in the western part of the United States. Vice President Kamala Harris is due to join the observance at the National 9-11 Memorial and Museum Plaza at Ground Zero, where victims' relatives will read the names of the nearly 3,000 killed. First Lady Jill Biden is scheduled to lay a wreath at the 9-11 memorial at the Pentagon. Doug Imhoff, the vice president's husband, is expected to attend a ceremony at the Flight 93 National Memorial in Pennsylvania, where one of the hijacked planes crashed after passengers fought back against the terrorists.
22 years later and victim remains are still being identified. Just days before the anniversary, authorities confirmed the identities of the remains of two more victims of the attacks. The New York Medical Examiner has now been able to link remains to 1,649 World Trade Center victims using DNA sequencing techniques. The city's chief medical examiner says they are committed to fulfilling their solemn pledge to return the remains of all of the attack's victims to their families. A convicted murderer who escaped from a Pennsylvania prison on August 31st by scaling the prison's walls still remains on the loose. The manhunt for Danello Cavalcante is intensifying as the inmate on the run has defied police perimeters several times. He was last seen to have changed his appearance, now clean shaven, on a doorbell camera this weekend. Police say Cavalcante stole a van before abandoning it in a field. They are concerned he will look to steal another vehicle to aid his escape. Police helicopters were grounded over the weekend due to weather. Cavalcante was convicted of first-degree murder for the 2021 killing of his ex-girlfriend in front of her two children. Finally this morning, history was made at the U.S. Open over the weekend. 19-year-old Coco Gauff won her first-ever Grand Slam title, becoming the youngest American to win a U.S. Open since Serena Williams in 2001, also at the age of 19. Gauff joins Williams and Tracy Austin as the only American teenagers to win the tournament. And at 36 years old, Serbia's Novak Djokovic became the oldest male champion in the Open era, dating back to 1968. It was also his 24th Grand Slam singles title, a record for the most championships by a man in tennis history. Djokovic celebrated his victory by sporting a t-shirt, honoring his late friend, NBA Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant. 24 was one of the two numbers Bryant wore during his pro basketball career. These are your top stories for this Monday. Thank you for joining us on the Morning Rundown. We're on a mission to bring back trustworthy journalism by serving only you, not an agenda. Be sure to check out more of our work at san.com and on the Straight Arrow News app. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.